Hello, hello, everyone. Good afternoon on this Tuesday, February 7th, 2023. Amanda Grace with you here. I have a very special guest and dear friend of mine coming on in a few minutes. Donna Clement Petruska is here from House of Destiny. And we are going to be doing a bigger dive into the spirit of Absalom, what we had talked about on Reawaken America. Uh, we are going to get... Uh, I believe this is going to get pretty deep, I think is what's going to happen here. So we're going to, we're going to take a little bit of a deep dive into this. So welcome to everyone who's coming on. Welcome to our moderators and our Ark of Grace team. Thank you for helping us do what we do for the Lord. I'm going to open up in prayer and then we're going to bring Donna right in. Grace the Dove is out. I don't see her in back of me right now. You never know when she might show up. So we'll see as this progresses as we continue in this broadcast. So let's open up in prayer and turn this over to the Lord. Father God, in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lord, we come before you. We praise you that you are almighty God. You are high and lifted up far above every power, principality, and might. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise due your name. Father, we humble ourselves before you this day, asking that the pull of the flesh becomes less in our lives, so you, your will, and your power become more in our lives. We acknowledge you sent your son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, to the earth, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He was the Passover lamb, the sacrifice for our sins. He died at Calvary. He purchased us by the shedding of his blood. He rose again in three days after being pronounced dead, ascended back into heaven after appearing to many, took his rightful victorious place at your right hand, Father God, where he rules and reigns forevermore, where he is our advocate, Father God. When we praise you for that, Lord, and we just acknowledge that before you this day. Father God, we invite your presence and the presence of the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKadosh, to fill this broadcast to fill this place, to fill Donay's home, Father God, in Jesus' name, to lead and guide us in all wisdom, counsel, might, power, and the reverential fear of the Lord. By the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, by the spirit of the one true living God, may only the truth and power of Almighty God with authority come forth in Jesus' name. Father, every plot, scheme, assignment, contract, weaponry, sabotage, attack of the enemy, satanic agents, dark forces, unclean spirits, Father God, we command in the name of Jesus Christ, they be broken, canceled, aborted, destroyed, dismantled, torn down, nullified, voided, and cast back to the dry places, pits, and areas that you have designated, Father, to be bound there in the name of Jesus Christ and not return nor have anything sent in its place. Lord, take all the glory for yourself. You are the potter. We are most certainly the clay. You are the author and finisher of our faith. Lead us in all wisdom, counsel, might, power, and the reverential fear of the Lord as we go forth. We give you all the glory, Father, in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Amen. Now I'm ready. Here, here comes my precious friend here. Hello. Hello. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for having me, Amanda. It's always, it's always just awesome. I, always I, I love when you come on. I do. And I love your animals. Yes, we've... Uh... We've got some animals over on this end as well. We, we definitely share that love. Yes, we do. Uh, and I I think Fred is one of the funniest names for a Mastiff that I've ever heard. I absolutely, we have a cat named Bruce and oh, she's got a Mastiff named Fred. I have a Mastiff, a bull Mastiff named Fred. He's huge. Mm -hmm. He is. He's huge. He and he's adorable. That, He'll try to sit in my lap and doesn't understand why it doesn't work. The big ones never understand. They think they are lap dogs and the small ones think they are big dogs. And this is how dog psychology is. <laughs> God did that. Yes, he did. God for sure <laughs> did that. And there is his sense of humor at work on the earth. So 
We want to, uh, I know we're going to get into this quite a bit probably, but we had started about the spirit of Absalom at Reawaken America. Yes. And so uh, I, I don't know if you have the word with you from your dad, if there are other pieces of it you want to read or get into. Tell me where you want to start here. I actually do. Okay, good. Have it. Um, it's in my. Yeah. So what happened just for anybody who might not actually know what happened there at reawaken or what we were actually going through a little bit. So Amanda and I uh, decided to do our, our uh, little segment there together uh, in the Nash at the Nashville reawaken American. Mm -hmm. And so if you, when you saw that, that was an unusual thing. Normally we don't do that. And we had uh, uh, been speaking earlier uh, a few days before, I think. Uh, I can't remember exactly if it was just a couple of days or a week. Doesn't yeah, matter. I think it was a couple of days or so before. Mm -hmm. we, were, we were on the phone discussing it and just out of, we were just talking, just chatting. And I, I just, it just came out of my mouth. Amanda will tell you, Absalom. And I recognized what I was sensing that it was Absalom. And I, uh, only because I've, been through this before mm -hmm. dealing with when the spirit arises, but I felt very strongly over America that there was this spirit of Absalom. And so, uh, you know, this sort of what happens on, we're seeing ourselves on the, the Reawaken America tour and what's going on. There's a group of people that are there and we're all working um, in, you know, with the same goal in mind. And, and, and it's just been really incredible. Um, but I, one thing I know about the prophetic and, and the prophet, mm -hmm. that oftentimes the presence of the prophetic exposes things. And yes. um, I, I, having dealt with it, you know, numerous times, specifically, I can't go into detail, but specifically after my father passed away, I, I became very familiar with that spirit and had mm -hmm. to and realize also that it, the, the spiritual side that's, you know, how often people can be used. And that's why Jesus will point out to you it's principalities and powers that we, we actually fight. Yep, that's and right. Not much flesh. And people can be used who are weak. Um, and then, you know, being able to recognize that you can actually release people from the hold of that as well, even if they seem to be the person inhabiting the spirit of Absalom, you know. So I had to deal with that before. And I, I look at things like the presidency that we're, we're, you know, that we're under now, this administration that we're under now. And there is definitely, you know, it's not exactly the same or anything, but I, I just, I really sensed that spirit so strong. And I said, you know what? We're going to have to deal with it. But we have 15 minutes on of a time slot. We're going to stand mm -hmm on a platform that is being used by God in this season to be a voice crying in the wilderness. Really, that yes. is what's been going on in this tour. And in that, in that moment, he chose, you know, knew me as the daughter of the prophet King with Amanda, that we were the person, we were the people who had to stand up there and sort of address what we were sensing and feeling. Mm -hmm. And so you'll see what happened there. And, and, you know, we really didn't even know what was going to happen before we went up there. We prayed together and God had told me beforehand to take two of my dad's mantles, personal mantles, which were, was a scarf he used to wear. He wore it as a symbol of the responsibility he had as, as a prophet. And, and uh, you know, 
many of you already know what the man's was, but just in case. And he had personal ones uh, that he wore. They weren't anything he sold or anything. He just had a whole box full of them, and I've kept them. Mm -hmm. And I reached in there, and I just pulled out the purple, and God said, royal. It's royalty. And I had to put that on Amanda, and I knew no matter what happened on stage, I needed to do that. And the second one is exactly the same, but it's black. And he said, that one's for Chris. And they're the exact same. My dad must have bought them both the same day from the same store or something, but they were on opposite sides of the box too. So that was incredible just by itself. So it was confirmation for me. And we went up there and we addressed the spirit. And I read, mm -hmm. I was trying to get the video of the prophecy and I read it out loud. And I realized, you know what? The reason that I can't find them, because there's no reason I couldn't have found that video. The reason that God had me find that video was because he wanted it spoken into the atmosphere again. Yes. The, the addressing of the spirit, not through a video, but through a mouth. So I read it. Yes. <laughs> and I'm his kid, so I read it. Now, it was, it was, it's much longer than what I actually had time to read there. I was kind of in the moment, not even, because we didn't plan anything. And so I was, you know, just sort of reading bits of it, but it was on February 22nd of 2009. Now, February 22nd is an interesting year because in, on February 20, I mean, an interesting date, because on February 22nd of 2014, yes. which would be five years later, is the day that my dad saw all of that stuff. He saw about Donald Trump, about um, the Supreme Court and abortion, abortion laws, and about uh, the stone and the Snowden that would arise. That was an incredible day. I, I call it that day because I don't know what to call it. But <laughs> February 22nd. So this happened yes. to be on that same date, but in 2009, five mm -hmm. earlier, and he was in Detroit, Michigan. And he said, you see, there's a spirit of Absalom that I detected as I launched out into the deep. And I began to sense the heart of David as he ran from the great palace in Jerusalem, instead of standing up and facing his son, Absalom. He loved him so much that he thought he would rather just get away. That same spirit exists today and it works in the world. It works in the church. Works in human flesh and carnal mind, the betrayal, the one that says, I want to take over. There is a spirit of Absalom that is endeavoring to take away the right of the ruling authority of those whom God has anointed to replace you, whether it be in your work or it be in your position and leadership in your home, your marriage, your family. That spirit is suddenly very prevalent. There is a prophet that will destroy it by the power of the prophetic word. Because once we detect that thing, we know how to hang it quickly. Now, we know how Absalom died. Mm -hmm. um, do you want to tell people or should I? Oh, <laughs> oh, I'll tell them if you want. So we're dealing in 2 Samuel 14, I believe. It might go into chapter 15 too. Uh, but basically, when they were in battle, Absalom and the men who had defected and had gone to his side, and you had David and his men, Absalom, I believe, was riding on a mule or a donkey and he went under this like great oak tree or like it was like like big like brush he's trying to get through and he any his hair that beautiful locks of hair they spoke of got caught and he was left hanging there and Joab then one of his men spotted him reported it to Joab and that's when Joab made his move that's exactly right Mm -hmm. So when my dad's saying, when my dad was prophesying, we know how to hang it quickly, that God is going to take care of it. Um, but I think there's um, there's just more to it. And I haven't even really unpacked all of this yet. Okay. Why would God show me this, you know? Um, and what I felt like 
was, first of all, you needed to be protected against that particularly because of where you are in your walk. Because you, I felt that the reason God wanted me to put that mantle on you was to tell you you're going to be going to that next level and seeing more. Mm-hmm. That was a definite uh, thing that I saw. And so um, that's something I saw in my dad too. I saw the gift in him grow where he would sort of graduate to another to the next level. And that really occurred mid 2000s, big time. But before that was in the nineties when he prophesied 9-11, which is how people even found out who he was, was because people, I mean, the FBI, everybody knew, you know, the FBI showed up at our house, searched the house. How did he know? Wow. Um, And they were able to obviously to establish that he was fine. And through that, he ended up uh, actually working a little bit with the FBI for a while um, he wasn't allowed to tell us what he was doing, but he, they would call him and ask him questions. And there was some kind of project Stargate or I don't want to say Stargate. I think that's wrong, but anyway, whatever it is, he was, he was a part of that. And, um, uh, but he didn't like it. Yeah. He, he was happy to be able to help. Uh, one time he was able to tell us that he helped find a lost child. He was kidnapped. I don't remember what it was, but he was able to, but not much. He wasn't able to tell us, but he, he just kept saying he was annoyed and he didn't want to do it anymore. Um, and he even, I think, wrote to them and said, listen, uh, it's been fun, <laughs> but I'm done. And he said they just completely ignored him and just kept sending Wow. Him. Okay. Was, so... That's interesting there, especially considering the state of the FBI now. And I think about what are the things that irritated him? Because the thing about a prophet is it's not just about what they're saying, where they are, their reactions. A prophetic, a prophet, an actual person in the office of the prophet, it's pretty incredible how you'll, it's it, the, the circumstances that go on around them, what th- that brings up, as well as where God sends them and times, all of that will be tied in together in a way that no man could have ever possibly yes. plan, which is it helps us as well, you know, for people who are doubtful about the prophetic or not sure, you know, that's one way in which you can look at it and say, oh my goodness, there's no way any human being could have like, for instance, known in 2007, like my dad did that Trump would be president and the two terms and the, the impeachments and the, the, you know, so much that he saw. Yes. So, um, Anyway, I just wanted to sort of touch on that there, but um, I'm glad you did. Yeah, well, because like I said, I'm still sort of unpacking why, why, and I'm feeling a protection over you, but also mm-hmm. something about the nation. Okay. And- <sighs> mm. Interesting. I just had I just had a thought come to me. I heard you guess. That's why I stopped. Yeah, I did. Um, Somebody that they have anointed that checks all that boxes to arise to try to woo the people away. And that is what we're seeing. From the rightful owner. Yes. Uh There's a deliberate thing against Mm -hmm. Christians right now. It's very, it's either, you know, you've got to, you know, have your, your churches. There are churches that are compromised right now that are very cooperating with the, if you want to call them cabal, globalists, whatever, uh, especially the Catholic Church, unfortunately, right now with the Pope they have there. So it's not just Protestant, it's Catholic as well. 
uh, but there's a definite attack. But I think in that, there's also a part of it where we need to have a, a reflection upon ourselves as Christians and think about what are how are we handling these things? Because it seems to me like in an effort to save souls and get the word of God and, and the message of Christ to people, we have sort of lost our way a little bit as far as how to handle it. And I think some of the things that are going on, especially you see the things in the gay community and how their reaction has been. And it's very, very angry to the Christians. You don't see them protesting in mosques. Well, for no, one. you don't at oh. all. You don't see them protesting in mosques, mosques or Jewish temples or anything That's of that matter. So there's a thing, and this is something my dad was seeing. He said, he saw the rise and fall of a Fourth Reich, yep. which I believe is the World Economic Forum. Mm -hmm. um, and so he saw Europe, he saw Ukraine, he saw Russia, he saw those things. Uh, of course, he couldn't see all the details and give answers to everything. But he saw enough in advance that I know that we're in that time. And I'm not sure... There's some things I'm just not sure about, but I'm feeling this okay. burden. I, I know that God was telling him and he was reflecting this in his own worship about how important it was to humble ourselves. So I think there is sort of some kind of a reflection we need to have to say, okay, these people, obviously it's spiritual. Yes. Time, it's a spiritual war. So obviously this is going to happen and it's brazen at this point, but how, we must be able to humble ourselves and say, okay, what are we doing that we need to change? How are we going to really make a difference? Not about me feeling better about being right or wrong mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, uh, that's become a huge big problem is there's because the enemy has pitted us on one side or the other, other uh, people's pride is now getting in the way with a lot of things, you know, how mm -hmm. they treated their family and friends over the vaccine perhaps. And now they're finding, mm -hmm. out, Oh, I shouldn't have done that. But then that can be very difficult for any, not just Christians, for any human being to say, I was wrong and I'm going to look at myself. And I feel like there's something that we need to do as a, as a whole, as Christians. Um, and I don't know if it's, have we compromised too much or have we, because definitely some churches have. Uh, oh, I see it. See that the compromise and it's just become a show. And look, my dad was a great showman. I mean, he was an incredible musician. But it, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, God will give you his best. But when things are just a show and the spirit of God is not there, that's when we have a problem. And I think there's a lot of that that's been going on. And also a lot of people who are being misdirected into positions that they don't belong in. Something, that's right. my, something my dad taught me. Yes. To know what you are not. Good advice. It's important to know what you are not. Mm -hmm. the, the enemy will lead you along and string you along if your whole life, if he can, to lead you away from your destiny to something else. And he can be very tricky and deceptive in the way in which he goes about that. And so you could be chasing after something your whole life and never get to that destiny you were meant to get to because the enemy's done that to you. So dad made sure to teach that to all of us, Jill, not just me, to all of the kids. I'm the oldest of 10. And that's mm -hmm. something we really understand is we each have a destiny. God put each and every one of us here for a reason. And we are not to be 
And this is where Absalom comes in. Maybe this is where Absalom comes in. Okay. Because Absalom was trying to take a position of authority that did not belong to him. David was the king. Absalom was never meant to be king. Mm-hmm. Whatever the circumstance, I know there was with the mother and Solomon and all this, but whatever the circumstances, he was putting himself into a position in which he did not belong. Yes, he, he didn't belong. In his life. Yes. And he didn't have the anointing for the position, nor did he have the authority to hold it. So uh, like Saul held the position a little while longer when the authority and anointing have been taken from him. And some people can have the authority without the position yet. And you, and you need really both when coming into the will of God. And so Absalom had neither. This was a very illegal maneuver because he was trying to illegally take the position and the authority that neither he had legal possession of in the spirit or in the natural. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. So, there is, it's, I'm starting to sort of understand and I'm feeling like this be God directing me more toward Christians and the church. I hate to say the church because it's the religious side that just, I, 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 you know, I can't go along with all. That's been a show for a long time. You know, you can put on robes and burn incense and do it, whatever, turn in the circle to the left and to the right or whatever you want to do. It's the circumstance. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. <laughs> if, if it matters, if God's, if you are truly in tune with God and, and you, you know, you're doing something that, you know, he's telling you to do. There's a difference between that and people just doing rituals over and over again. And maybe in their minds, they understand it, but they haven't actually had that experience and I think God really needs us to have that experience with him in order to be able to move forward with the strength that we need. Because right now we have like giants that we're facing. I mean, Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum, which we talk about it a lot. They've been at this for like decades. We they've been building this Tower of Babel for decades. This has been a long build. I love how you refer to it as the Tower of Babel because that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, Jesus said, as in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man returns. And if you go back to as in the days of Noah, you had angels laying with the women of earth making giants, which is they messing with genetics. And you had Nimrod over there building that uh, Tower of Babel, which what that really is. I mean, I have speculation. I'm one of those people that looks back at that time. Like, I think they were more advanced, but I could be wrong. I'm I'm not setting that in stone. But I, I do find it interesting that the... Messing with the genetic code goes back to the blood, and there's something about that. And we have uh, uh, so much in our history, you know, in our myths. We think they're myths, and then you mm-hmm. look at it, and you realize, and you look at what Klaus Schwab and them are doing. Well, they're messing with genetics, genetic editing, and all this. <laughs> and edit our genetics. Don't you like how they call it editing? Uh, and yeah. there's truly nothing new under the sun because in, in the book of in the book of Jasher, Yasser, uh, in the Apocrypha, it goes into a little bit of detail in chapter four. And one of the things that got them in trouble is they started to genetically mix animals. They had no business genetically missing, mixing. You my mind. So, okay. <laughs> I was thinking about the, the, in our myths, you know, you have like a half man, half goat and like mermaid or whatever. Um, That's the marine uh, kingdom I, of the kingdom of darkness. That goes, you know that, that goes really yes. deep. Yes. And so- there was, I think we have it in our history and our, now it's in our myths and stories Yeah, that there was something like that going on. And now that's happening again. So I, when I, when I see that, I just, I can hear, I can see the words, I can hear it, you know, as in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the son of man returns. 
so that, you know, I don't want to go into an eschatological, eschatological, I don't, I can never say the word. Eschatology. Eschatological. Eschatological <laughs> conversation. I don't want to have that because I'm, I'm not qualified for that. My mother is. But I, I do find that very interesting because my dad was seeing that Fourth Reich and, um, you know, a lot of what Hitler was doing was uh, with Mengele, how they were messing with the same kind of things with only able to use the technology available to them then. But, you know, then you got, like I said before, these are giants. Like these people, gave, Henry Kissinger gave Klaus Schwab the position and uh, helped him start the World Economic Forum. And now people from all over the world, whether they be media actors, it's not just e economic stuff anymore. It's everybody. Um, uh, it, and it's a very dangerous thing because they are openly saying uh, we can do better than God. So that yes, brings me to this. Mm -hmm. Because here my dad said, I'm going to have to find it. Okay. Yeah, here it is. Even as Lucifer did, he said, I will raise myself above the city. I will raise myself above the stars of God. I will position myself as the God of the heavens and the earth. I will make myself above El Elohim. I will place myself above the possessor of heaven and earth. But the possessor of heaven is here. Um, the possessor of heaven is Jehovah. And you, the saints of the most high God, those redeemed and washed in the blood are the stars of God. And once again, the desire of darkness is I will exalt myself above the stars of God. And you are the stars of, stars of God. And he shall not exalt himself. This is my dad's prophecy from 2009 that we were reading from earlier. So he's addressing that same thing that you see coming out of like Harari. You, you all know Harari, which is, Oh God, you know, he made this organic stuff, but now we, we can make it better, you know? And so it's like, he refers to God all the time. And he says, well, God's dead. And we're just trying to get rid of, I don't really believe, but he does. Because he's constantly referring to him. Sorry about my dog. That's okay. Referring to him, to God. So it, it, that's a deception. I don't believe him, you know, that he's, he's I don't think he's an atheist. And I, I, no. you know, I'm sure. No, I think it's way deeper than that with him. And I and notice how he never challenges the validity of the devil. Never. Never, oh, ever. He says the God of the Bible. He doesn't uh -huh. say of the Torah. He doesn't say of the Quran. He doesn't say that's right. of the Bhagavad Gita. He He's very uh, careful. The Bible. Mm -hmm. That's it. So here we go again, an attack on Christians. And he is a gay man. Yeah. A um, very angry one. A very angry one. Yes. With lots of plans. <laughs> Sometimes I say to my mom, are you sure he's not that little horn? You know, the 10 horns, <laughs> and then the little horn blaspheming. That's what I worry about. So wherever we are in that timeline, I'm not sure. And I'm, again, not qualified to say. But I find it interesting that dad was seeing Absalom and he was seeing, then there that was. That's part of it, you know? And then... He talked about being delivered from it. As Absalom stood against the kings of the earth, you that have whispered into the ears of the innocent, you that have tried to gather those together as Lucifer tried to gather together the angels of God in order to cause a revolution in the heavens, stating that you would exalt yourself above the stars of God, stating that you would exalt yourself above the city of God. God said you will not. So he's repeating that again. And then you can see it's like, 
put yourself in my dad's shoes in 2009. He doesn't know who Klaus Schwab is. He's never heard of Yuval Noah Harari or the World Economic Forum. I know that 100%. And he's seeing this again. So we've got this Absalom thing and you've got this. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what to call this. And, and Absalom was half Jewish. We have to keep yes. that in mind. So he was half Jewish. And he was half from a foreign, I forgot the country that his mom was from, but it was, it was a pagan country. Yes, that's right. No, that is true. Okay. And uh, I keep going back to Yuval. My dad saw quite a bit about Australia this particular day and Asia, which I found interesting. Mm -hmm. And um, he says here, America, here the prophet has cried for you, the prophet that has prayed for you. The prophet that has taken beatings and stripes for you, you will not be brought to shame. You will not be brought to shame. He says it again. This that is happening with your economy, this is interesting, is not, de not demonic. It is a dynamic. Mm -hmm. God is making sure that you are pushed against the wall so that the resilient America can come back quickly and recover quickly. And your recovery will not be slow. And if there are losses, they are God's tosses. I love that. That always is <laughs> a way of coming up with those little sayings. But if there are losses, there are God's tosses. He's tossed them out and he doesn't want you to have them. So I think about COVID and I think about things that people have lost. I certainly have lost under the whole COVID thing. It wasn't, I, nobody, I've not known anyone who's died from COVID. But I, we have experienced, I mean, my husband lost his business. We've definitely experienced some loss yeah. over, over what happened during the, the COVID lockdowns and all of that. And I think about that. And in this time, I know a lot of people are feeling that. Uh, maybe you did leave so lose someone from COVID. Maybe you lost someone from the vaccine. However this is working, whatever these people are up to, we're innocent in this. We are the citizens, not only in America, but of Earth. Most people aren't crazed by this stuff, you know. And, and what our media has done is, especially with social media, being able to just throw news in your face constantly, images in your face constantly. You know, that's quite a an interesting way that it's happened, but it's divided us and caused chaos. And so always I'm trying to think of, okay, how can we get ourselves through this journey we're on? Um, and at the same time, make sure that we are completely aligned with what God wants. Dad used to talk about how you, you want to, you want to, how did he say it? Dance in the God's rhythm. And yes. You want to it's like a dance with God and you need to stay in time with him. So timing is important. Mm -hmm. Time as a prophet, I know you understand this. Time is important. Very. Our concepts of it as human beings. It, it's, I can't even. My it's finite. Our concept of time is, yeah. is very finite compared to God's concept of but time. It's meant to be that way. Yeah. Because of what he wants from us in our life. Like we're only living on earth, you know, on average, it's 70 years. Some people get a hundred. Some people get a lot less. Like dad and my dad only got 60. But however long you get on earth, it's only the time in earth. So anything outside of time, there isn't a beginning and an end. It's different. It's beyond our imagination. We can only imagine what is in time and space. And sure. anything, so you, you'll see people will often say, oh, I saw an alien and I saw a bright light. 
And then someone else will say, well, I, I saw a bright light and I had a vision and I saw an angel and it was a bright light. So it could be an alien, it could be an angel. But I think whenever people are seeing something that is coming, and this could be in a vision, it could be in a dream, it could be a manifestation, but if it comes through uh, from outside of time into, uh, trying to understand that concept can be, I'm trying to figure out how to explain it probably, I'm probably just butchering it. But at the end of the day, I think uh, our timing with God, that rhythm, yeah, we need to be able to make sure that we're in rhythm with his will right now because it has to be pretty precise, I'm thinking. <laughs> I think he just needs a little more pre precision from us. He needs us guarded. Um, thoughts? I don't want to ramble on too much. Oh, you're not rambling at all. I'm I'm taking notes in my mind as you're talking. And I haven't found all of the answers to what happened between us. And this is the first time we're having a conversation. About yes. It. And so anybody's input is going to be appreciated as well. Um, because many of you uh, are very knowledgeable. You understand what I'm talking about. And you could probably give some insight to me because this is something that God literally just dropped into my spirit and straight out of my mouth on a conversation with Amanda and that doesn't happen with me often. And so I really paid attention to it. Iron sharpens iron too. You know, you get two people, you know, yes, that, that are, that are prophetically minded, you know, and you get them on, on the phone or in a conversation together. I also remember too, that you and I were in back of the stage and we grabbed hands and we started praying in the spirit and praying. And at the same time, we felt the presence of the Lord come down and hit us and we looked at each yes. other and we said like, now we're ready yes now we're ready now we're ready because of the way it happened like instantly her and i both felt it at the same moment and we knew what to do and so that requires a little faith guys so when you are in those those moments you have to have faith to the god god will direct you and if you, you have if you have you know if you're talking to him and the intent of your heart is pure um god can really use you uh, for good and you never know you could be walking down the street and you could just talk to the right person and change a life as that's what happened to my dad that's how he got saved and it just changed not only his life but as a result of that countless life because one pastor was walking down the street and obediently you know put his hand down and helped my dad off the street helped him and because he was obedient and did that my dad became this prophet that saw all these things that helped so many people's lives and uh, is helping us now sort of navigate through this. And I think, you know, there's been a neglect on the part of the church when it comes to the office of the prophet. You know, oh, yeah. So many apostles and evangelists. Not to, I'm not knocking that. It's a good thing. But yes. we have so many of that. But because of the abuse that has happened with the prophetic, and I certainly have been witness to that. My dad was too. It was, um, the whole reason my dad even asked God he asked God, he said, I want to see, I think there was a preacher on television and he was, had a mic in his ear and this is the eighties and they. Busted. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, go on. Uh -huh. I don't think I ever knew who it was because I was too young, but dad saw that. And he said to God, I want to do that, but I want to do it really for real. I want it to be real uh, because he'd seen true prophets and he knew that it was for real. And he said, I want to, I want to do it as good as that, but I want it to be real. And it took many years, but he, it just started to bloom out of him. And again, as a result of some one person's obedience in one moment, it changed so many things. 
So don't ever feel like, like anybody watching, don't ever feel like you are insignificant. I always say this. Don't feel like you're insignificant or your destiny is less important than another person's. You know, I often use the analogy of the engine in the car. Every little thing has to work and run. And if one little thing doesn't, then the car isn't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And don't ever think like, I used to also use this as another example is that there was a gardener who used to come and garden my dad's prayer garden. My dad was too busy. He didn't have time to garden. Someone else took care of his garden for him and he would go there to pray. Now that person may not think their job was very important, but it was super important because he was preparing the place for my dad to go and pray where he would receive all of that from God in that place. It is. That gardener had a very important destiny, just being a gardener. So it's okay. You know, if you are not in a leadership position, either in ministry or anything, it doesn't mean you're not important. That's absolutely right. And and yes, we know who we can handle too. Yeah. And God set up nature that way. If you look in the <laughs> wild at like a pack of wolves, I think it's every 10th wolf is born an alpha. It could be male or female, but it's born an alpha. And if you had too many alphas, you wouldn't have any packs. And no, so you wouldn't. Some people have to be the leader and some people don't. And so I think um, with Absalom, it was a leadership thing. You see in America, again, if you look at Biden, that was a, I believe to, to be um, problems with that 2020 election for sure. I think he's a plant. I think he's being. Oh, yeah. A puppet, a plant. Definitely. But we've known for a long time that the presidency, you know, we've been suspect of that. And I know for sure Trump was not going along with any of that, which is why they went crazy. <laughs> and the way they attacked him and treated him was just unprecedented. And I've never seen. I mean, if I ever meet him, the first thing I'm going to say to him is I'm so sorry for the way that people have treated you because it is a disgrace. It's actually an embarrassment at this stage. And the fact that he can handle it, you know, props to him for being able to take hits like that. But look, I couldn't have taken hits like that. You could. Yes. Trump could. God made you to do that. You know, people say, oh, God chose you, but I don't think it works like that. I think it's okay to say you were chosen, but I think it's more he made you for that. And the things that you go through in life, the obstacles that you, you come, come against, the things that come against you that you overcome, it's very important to overcome because you learn when you overcome. You become better. Right. You become a testimony. You, you, you can help other people who are going through that problem. Oh, yeah. Very simple. True. And, and the important part to point out here with Absalom is that Absalom really didn't go through much stuff. Meaning he lived a life of privilege. He was a spoiled brat. He never had gone through, you know what I mean? Anything so crazy. Because many times people that are birthed into leaders go through quite a bit before they ever get to that. Because it teaches them how to handle and carry that servanthood and that and that leadership role that they're going into. Absalom lived a life of privilege. He was a spoiled brat. He was, was he the firstborn? Um, of his father, I'm not sure, but he was up there. He was up there with Adonijah. I know so that for sure. About the who would be the king and after yeah. him with Solomon. So I think he may have been up there as one of the. He oldest. was up there, um, and he had different views because of who his mother was. So he didn't totally respect the God of his fathers, right. the the Hebrew culture. Um, you know, the, 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 the leadership of his father, even he had no respect for the fact that his father was the leader.
because he thought he could do something he was not equipped for, he hadn't been put through enough for, and he wasn't even equipped enough to battle in because he got himself stuck in a tree. David would have never made that mistake. (laughs) If you look at the leadership in America right now, I mean, it's about, it's kind of that feeling. Yeah. I mean, look at the China spy balloon we just saw fly. And they just let it go and hang out for days before they shot that sucker down. I got to go back into prophecy because I know something was going, uh, there there was something said that, that alludes to, to what we saw, but they let that for days. Just go around taking photos. And what you see people doing in reaction is, um, what did General Flynn say to me? He said it was incompetence at a level unprecedented in the history of the United States. I agree with that. That was his answer. And if you look at it, you know, and of course, he's the one who would know out of all of us. And you look at what just happened, incompetence. And if you look around at everything that's going on, things have been so surface and ideologically driven that people are being put into positions all over the place in leadership in this country that they do not belong in because they belong belong to to a victim class. So now it's this idea that if you've been a victim of something, that you are qualified for things that just because you were a victim of something doesn't mean you qualify. You might be able to have insights into that particular attack that you've received, but you, this, you know, there's victim groups now that have been, I mean, this is, if you think about what's going on, it's crazy. And so yes. you now have spy balloons flying over the air of America and a president who's probably, I mean, we know how much money they've gotten from China. So basically got to do whatever they say. If you look at the mm-hmm. inauguration, it looked like something out of China. <laughs> Everybody looked terrified. Do you remember? Everyone looked so scared. You'd think everybody would be happy they won, whatever. And it was, I watched that and I was like, this is the weirdest inauguration I've ever seen. So, um, you know, there's definitely, I feel it's not just Biden, I think, on many, many levels. And this is going now into, straight into the church, too. Oh. Is that people yes. jumping into, I'm a. If I, it's, you're putting yourself in a lot of danger when you push yourself or when you allow others. This happens a lot to you. Allow okay. others to push you into a position that you are not called to. You will know. You will feel uncomfortable. You will not feel right about it. And um, really spending that time with God and knowing his voice and knowing without anyone else having to be involved unless absolutely necessary. Like being able to have that relationship with him can ask a question he can give you the answer that happens to me all the time and you know it's dangerous so you don't want to be running up and calling yourself a prophet unless you know you are because it you're putting yourself into a very dangerous position it's It's like he put himself in a dangerous position that got him killed because he said he was king and he that was his rightful yep and it wasn't wasn't his he was not anointed for it. He was not meant to be. He was not told he would be. Mm-hmm. And he tried to take it anyway. And he did it in a manipulative way. Again, that surface thing, he was attractive. Uh, there's that sort of surface thing that, uh, like I said earlier about the, my dad called it a religious spirit and it's not confined to religion. So it's like ritual without really understanding or the meaning. Mm-hmm. 
moving around, then it doesn't matter. That's what you're doing, yeah. So I think with government, with the church, Christianity, um, uh, there's too much of that going on. And it's it's actually pulling the found. It's pulling the rug out is what it's doing. Yeah. Especially when you take God out. Now, your foundation, the fact, whether you can be an atheist and still believe in this, is that the, the Judeo-Christian foundation upon which the West was founded works. And it does. when you take that away, chaos. And that's what you're seeing happen. It's just, mm -hmm. people are so confused. Children being told that they're not the right gender and they must change their, look, anybody, any young child that's going through that, I, I somebody look at their parents because you can't, you know, this, this, there has to be sort of a taking a stand. Um, and I'm not sure how to do that exactly yet. Or what, where that's going to go, but I know that's sort of how I'm seeing it, and I'm seeing the spirit of Absalom on many levels. I'm seeing it everywhere. So it's yes. recognizing it. There it is with Klaus Schwab and World Economic Forum. There it is with the current administration, the people and government right now in this country and in all over the world. It is. It's it, you know, it's interesting too. The current administration, if you think about it, you've got the father that doesn't want to do anything about his rogue son. <gasps> oh. <laughs> I haven't thought about that. Praise the Lord. See, Hunter. It came to me as you're talking, and I'm like, I gotta say this. No, you're right. Uh huh. I hadn't thought about that. Yep, that the father. Of this. Mm -hmm. That and doesn't want to do anything about his rogue son, and his rogue son's gonna drive him right out of his office. Nobody may have to do it. His own son may do it. Look, uh, the way things are say, going. A lot of that is in God's hands. Yes. And I have to. I have to say that it is in God's hands. A lot of that there's you know uh, you and i there's not much we can really do i mean we can talk about it on here and say hey if you don't know about the laptop you should probably go have a look at what's really going on with that because it's got yep. nothing to do about him smoking crack no we're sorry he smokes crack that's <laughs> great for him he has well, a lot of trouble too. it's got nothing to do with that what what it's got to do with financial dealings mm -hmm. that he had with countries that are like ukraine and china and russia as well mm -hmm. And the, that family, and there's an issue, and it's coming to light. And what happened as soon as that made it in the news again this past week? All of a sudden, the Chinese are flying a spy balloon. I mean, I was saying, what kind of spying? They better be careful, and I'll tell you why. This, is this very year, bad spying, Amanda. Oh, it was horrible. It was. It was, it was absolutely spying at us. You're not a very good spy, so I don't know. <laughs> No, I'm waiting for the plastic Godzilla to show up in the middle of it. You know what I mean? With the spy balloon. But, <laughs> but you well, know, China better be real careful this year because in China, it is the year of the rabbit and rabbits are prey animals. They are. They are hunted down. They are used used for food for yeah. bigger animals out in the wild and this is the year they're going to be hunted this is the year i believe we are going to see that heavily come into play and i know ultimately my dad saw that there would be agreements be with china and people would say we can't believe this has happened so i think at the end of this there will be a mending of that hopefully i'm hoping that's what he was seeing i haven't really put that out there before but I do, I do sort of feel that way. 
about, you know, so there's certain things he prophesied about that I just, I don't want to go jumping out and saying, oh, he meant this because I'm not sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of things that look like it. And that's why I like to tell people to, to email me. So I have a, a, an email address called codebreakers at houseofdestiny.org. Okay, we'll put that up. Yeah, codebreakers at yeah. houseofdestiny.org. And you can email me there. So anytime you see something, or for any reason, you can email me. But particularly, I have that for prophecy stuff. So if someone's seen something in the news or they've looked at something my dad's prophesied, and they said, you know what, I think it could mean this. Um, so many people write to me at that email address, and it really helps. Because um, I'm only one person with one brain, and I can only know so much. You know, I don't know everything, and so when people send me information, it really helps with the tapestry that we're sort of putting together based on prophecy and then events and seeing how things are going. And there is a big picture at the end of all of it. I know that. There absolutely is, and we get that too. We get a lot to our hello at Ark of Grace Dash Ministries. We get a lot of news articles, and 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 does this match with this and could this mean this? And it's the same thing. And we, we go back and we take a look and yeah. Yes. Same thing. So, you know, God has shown us and it was us because her and I were, Amanda and I were on the phone together when that I became aware of it and I said it and she already obviously knew exactly. So part of the prophetic is being mm-hmm. able to recognize the spiritual enemy not just a physical enemy. Like we know, that's okay, right. Yuval. That's important. But Yuval is just a man. Yuval, Noah, yes. Omari, and Klaus. Who's Schreck. behind the man? Yeah. You could get hit by a bus. Then it's over, you know? Um, but the spirit driving that, that's what you have to worry about because it can go into someone else. Could Someone else can be used. It looks for another host. I mean, look, yeah, you that's know, what happened because you had Hitler and then, you know, coming out of all that, you go into, when was it, the early 70s, Klaus Schwab is you know, genetically connected to Nazis, like the bloodline, and then starts this. And he calls it the fourth industrial revolution. But my dad saw the fourth Reich. Fourth Reich. I, that's a better term for it. It really is with what's, uh, with what's going down. And even with, if we look back at Absalom, if we look back at Jezebel, the spirits that were influenced in these high-ranking rulers of the darkness and powers, uh, yeah, when their host gets destroyed, they go looking for another host is what they do. And so we have to be, and this is what I was trying to say earlier about the prophetic, like it needs to be understood better by Christians. So that when you say that to Christians, a lot of people are just like, what do you mean? I, I don't know anything about that. And so... Um, that's something that I think just people just need to, there needs to be more attention and understanding of that because that's actually the part we need right now, <laughs> really bad. We need people to be able to navigate through haze and chaos. And that's where we are. We're in a place right now, it's just divided and chaotic and it, people are confused. You know, a lot of a lot of these churches that are trying, some of them, they're just trying to to find a way peacefully, nicely to do things. And, you know, a lot of people are not intending to be evil. Most people are not intending to be evil. They're deceived. And what helps you out of that is the prophet, because the prophet sees. The prophet's mm-hmm. looking ahead. Just like if we were, like, on a boat and it was foggy. You know, we'd have Amanda in the front. <laughs> okay, you guys, we've got to steer left because there's a big rock in the water. We've got to get, to, that's basically what's happening. That's, that's what, a good illustration. Right. It's not, 
it's not, it doesn't mean the, that Amanda is perfect, that she's going to be no. like God, that she knows everything. Those are uh, unrealistic. Oh, far from it. Expectations are actually <laughs> wrong. It's wrong to put that on Amanda too. And that people, you know, that I had to deal with this with my dad a lot is that, you know, um, understanding what the prophet is so that you, you're not reliant upon the prophet either. People, you know, the prophet's not there for you to call and say, should I make this decision or that? Now, look, if you, God's given you a friend who is a true prophet, go ahead and do that. It's not wrong. But it's just that you have to, there's a bit of laziness maybe going on. And I don't want to, and I don't think it's intentional. I think the devil intends for that to be what's going oh, on. Oh, absolutely. Walking out around not knowing where to go. And that's right. Like that's, that's what's happening. And the coming together of people and being able to talk to one another and not in a judgmental way to be able to say I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, I think that's going to be very helpful. That takes humility. And my dad kept seeing how we need to humble ourselves. So it takes humility to be able to say I was wrong. wrong about that. Like for me, I went, I did a whole trip to Washington, DC, Amy Coney Barrett. I thought she was the Esther my dad had prophesied about. And I was so sure. And now that the way things have transpired, it changed everything about how I saw that prophecy. As soon as the 2020 election happened, then I understood why Giuliani, why my dad was shouting about Rudy Giuliani. You will not mock him. He will be a watchman over this country again. He said that in 2014, 15, I can't remember the date. Mm -hmm. We have it. I sometimes play that one uh, on the on the tour when we go and reawaken. Because there he said, Rudy Giuliani. And who was the one? After that election, it was Rudy Giuliani. So as soon it as, was. because mm -hmm. I, because God had made sure I knew, because I had heard my dad's prophecy and many, many other people did, we knew, oh, hey, this is where we are. Okay, we know where we are. You know, and that helped. Prophecy helped. And that's ultimately, that's what's going on, you know, and we need that help right now. I think the church needs the prophetic voice. Yes. We don't need a flooding in of a bunch of people trying to be prophets who aren't called to that, but an understanding of the right. and a working it in your life, just the way you would anything else. Like if you were going to pray yeah. to God for healing, you can go to someone who's anointed to heal and pray over you, but that's not going to be the end of the story either. And everybody's going to be different. And the way it happens is going to be as unique as you are. God is not boring. The devil is. He can't create. He can only imitate. And so he gets boring. And if you go look at Hollywood right now, Look at the Grammys. Did you see? Oh, I saw you know what I noticed about the Grammys? And I'm going to put this up when we're done. But the statue that was put across from New York, the New York Supreme Courthouse, that god awful gold statue with the braided hair like this that was that was almost mocking a ram's horn and it was braided and it was gold. Guess who came out with the same hairstyle at the Grammys? Madonna. Know. Oh yes, same one like that matches that statue. Madonna ain't looking good either, man. She's overdone that plastic surgery. So you have her looking like monstrous, and like that. This is everywhere. Go to Netflix. Go to Amazon Prime. Go to Disney. You go look for Jesus. Look for him. He's not there. You will not find him. You will nope. not find him. There is a show called Lucifer on Netflix. Oh, I know they're trying to make him out to be such a misunderstood oh, 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 guy that really oh, wants to help people. Then they bring in like you what know, a bunch of malarkey. God, and the, then the angels were his brothers, and there's no Jesus. Now, how can you have a story about Lucifer and not include Jesus? That's right. I mean, just let's say you're a writer in Hollywood and you're trying to think of a good idea for a show. Why are you not allowed to bring Jesus in there? 
you know, this is something that people, um, Kanye West, unfortunately, is not sane, but <laughs> he's somebody who did point out how this is the kind of stuff they do in the recording contracts, is they tell them they're not allowed to use the word Jesus. They're not allowed to talk about Jesus. Why Jesus? Why is he a problem? Has everybody got such a problem with him? You got no problem with Allah? No problem with Buddha? Because they didn't die on the cross for everyone's sin to make a show and spectacle of the enemy. But you can see before who the earth. Like. Who threatens the devil? Not the Buddhists and not the Muslims. Right. He doesn't cower at that name. He cowers at the name of Jesus, though. Yes. That That is the name above all names. And so it's boring at the end of the day, though. Go through Netflix. You're not going to be able to find anything that interesting to watch anymore. No. The, 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 the takeover of Hollywood that's happened is it's like gone the complete extreme opposite into the satanic thing. And everybody wants to look like the devil. And it's like, why? Why do you want to look like that? And they want to look like they serve him. And some of them, you know what I mean? Some of them are just playing a role. Yeah, it's just pretend. Yep. And uh, that needs to stop. A lot of pretending is happening, a lot of surface. And really, we need that depth, you know, as human beings. And you're seeing the world over suffering from it. And um, I think that we, again, we have to be able to find our way through this. So that's why we need you, Amanda. <laughs> we need people like you. Like oh, praise that. the Lord. I'm trying. <laughs> we need people like you too, Donna, because it is the anoint, the, 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 the office of the prophet, that office is a heavy anointing oh. to bear and carry this. Is, you can feel it when they walk into the room. Yes. You know what I mean? It's a very heavy anointing and you go through a lot for it. It is not a game. You know, where where you go on media or not and 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 you act like you're something where really you're not in that office and the enemy's gonna kick your butt because you're pretending to take an office you shouldn't be in. Right. And your life could be prematurely taken. Mm. It's a sacred thing. So, you know, be very careful. Uh it is. anyone listening, be very careful about you know, the influence of people and what is expected of you. You do what God tells you to do. And sometimes it takes bravery. Sometimes you have to step out and say, I am that when everyone's saying you're not. And that'll happen too. Maybe God's shown you that you are something. And so it gets, can get very difficult. And the only solution for that is to go to God yourself. And I see that over and over again that he wants that. God wants that. He wants us individually to have a deeper, better relationship with him. And it's not always me coming saying, Oh, please help me with this. And oh, I'm sad about that. Go to him with joy and worship and ask him for his will in your life. And that I'm telling you, it's, it's incredible. Yes. How, the difference it can make. It will. Now he'll, it, he'll begin to push oh, yeah. and move and, and kind of push you out of some things and move you into some things that may not feel the most comfortable at the moment, but it's necessary. It is so necessary. And you'll know in your heart there. if it's the yeah. right thing. You will not feel comfortable. Yeah. You won't feel right. And 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 any prophetic person will be hypersensitive to that. And being a prophetic person, you don't, you're not necessarily in the office of a prophet either, but you may have dreams, you may have visions, things that God needs you to share. Uh, that's a very important thing when you get to the more personal level because someone like my dad, um, he would he would try, but he certainly didn't have enough time for all of the people. Mm. But there were many, many people who were, worked with him, were under him in ministry and other areas. 
uh, who, who did, and they understood, and they could see enough, and God would share with them enough that that's, that's what you needed. And so that it's never all the glory on one person either, uh, because that, that's, that's going to be a problem too. You know, yes. uh, something my dad was very, and I know you are too, Amanda, was very humble about it. God said through me. Yeah, it is always. It, it, Amanda Grace isn't in that word. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's the Lord. And the fear of the Lord should be in that word. When your dad prophesied, you could feel the fear of the Lord, you know? And so the fear of the Lord should be on that word because that is the beginning of wisdom. That's what you're trying to lead the people towards. Yes. So that should also be there on that word. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I have a little more clarity now that we've talked about this a little bit today, Amanda, because I, I didn't uh, as much before, but I think talking it out is the best way for me to do anything. Talking it out. <laughs> no, my husband will tell you. I talk out. I've talked to myself if no one's around. I do too. Ita Italian women do that too. We talk to ourselves. Yes, we do. I hear what's in your head. And so it doesn't actually even matter who's listening sometimes. So say, I'll just talk to the dog. <laughs> I'll reason it out. I'll talk to the Lord about it out loud, walking around in the Absolutely. morning before Chris gets up. I call him Hurricane Chris because when he wakes up, everything goes sideways. Like that's it, Amanda. Amanda's done with the Lord. <laughs> He's done. Yeah, <laughs> we I've, got, I've got the same. I've got, I've got my family. I've got little kids. And it's the same. It is the same. My son yeah. actually um, was trying to come home early today. Oh, nurse's office saying he wanted to come home. Try, and he—he's had a long. He didn't go to school yesterday. Had a long weekend, but um, you know that's—that's that's it too. Is is making that time and finding that time? But God will push you there too. Mm -hmm. He'll definitely do that. He'll put you in, in, like Amanda said, he'll put you in difficult positions and you need to be able to discern and sort of navigate your way through that. Because we do need that, that warrior spirit of King David and the, the prophetic vision. And, you know, like mom, my mom was saying to me, and I keep, she said it to me and reminded, I hadn't thought of it in years, but your the full armor, the breastplate, especially that breastplate of righteousness. Yeah, protects the heart. Right. And, and um, that's what we need to be putting on. And part of that is understanding the prophetic and who a prophet is, why we need it. It's not like I, I've said how many times, it's not a carnival show. It's not to wow you and have you be like, oh, that's amazing. Yay, you mm -hmm. saw that. No, it's not just that. It, there's more. There's a purpose to it. God wants you to understand so that you can know which way to move, especially in a time like now where it's it, we're all being squeezed and pressed. It's like, what do we believe? Like, what was on that Chinese balloon? Was it a spy balloon? Is this a ridiculous event to distract us? Or is this something we need to be concerned about? It's like, you go through those emotions with everything now where we didn't have to before. Mm -hmm. so. Exactly. And, you know, I, I think we'll see more of these events occur as 2024 gets closer. Yeah. So I, I think there's going to be a very heightened level of these events, even greater than this, uh, that we're going to see occur as this uh, draws closer, mm -hmm. this election. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We're entering into, it'll be election year next year. Mm -hmm. And uh, it'll be very stressful. <laughs> I think, uh, I think it's going to be like I the wild west. You want, <laughs> that's what I think. It's going to be like the wild west. It's going to be exciting, that's for sure. One thing is we will not be bored. I, no, I, this will not be a boring bored. election. Um, I think I think that, you know, the, you've got a group down in Washington, D.C., and they've anointed someone. 
and they're going to bring their anointed one forth and they're going to try to throw them into the yeah this is going to be interesting they've already anointed them actually they're just waiting to reveal them yeah absolutely. that's already happened absolutely mm -hmm. i agree i agree um the corrupt in that that spirit of absalom yep exactly and i think they've i would not be shocked if they have anointed someone on each side, if they have made a deal to hedge their bet to anoint someone this time on each side of the aisle. So watch very for that. Oh, mm -hmm. very interesting. That and just flew out of my mouth. So just watch, watch for that. Look, the enemy is terrified um, uh, of being exposed. And so that's going to manifest through people's reactions as well. I mean, look at the reaction to the China balloon. Like just everyone starts just jumping out saying, what happened under Trump? It's like, I don't care what happened. If even if it, it didn't, but even if it did, I don't care. I care about right now. There's a spy balloon flying over our air. Mm -hmm. Are they spying? Are they, are there bombs there? Like what is happening? Mm -hmm. So again, um, we, in times like this where we're not sure what to think and we can't trust the media and we can't trust our leaders, and uh, everything is so like this, uh, we, we need to be able to discern ourselves and not have to be able to pick up a phone and call our friend who's a prophet, that we can see it. I think God needs that sort of as a foundational thing from all of us, all Christians, is at least that. If you have that, then we as a, as a spiritual army can battle these giants that, that we face. And um, again, if you look at King David, he took a giant down as a young boy with a with a with a pebble with a stone. Mm -hmm. And uh, also, my dad saw that, so it's very interesting. It, it it it's so interesting. He took a giant down with a stone, and then he ran from his son when he had a whole army. Right. That was for him. That's right. And the commander of the army that was for him. So it's so it's just so interesting. Very interesting. How I'd things turn. What, I'd love to hear what people have to have to say now that we've shared mm -hmm. what happened at the tour and they can watch and see what we did there. Yeah, I posted it. I know you did too. So I posted when we got up there together. Yeah, it is actually on Ark of Grace Ministries on all our social media. Is it on House? Did you post it on House? Where would you put it? Yes, we did. We put it on Prophetic Rewind, which oh, is prophetic that's rewind. The, that's okay. the broadcast I do every Monday. And I will uh, replay footage of my dad. It's called Prophetic Rewind. So anybody who wants to watch, you can go uh, You can go to the House of Destiny app or the website, kimclement.com, kim.tv, all that works. Uh, but if you go to the, to the website or use our app, House of Destiny, you'll be able to watch those broadcasts. And that uh, just this past Monday, I put that up on Prophetic Rewind, and it'll be on YouTube as well. So if you follow us on YouTube, Rumble, Twitter, all of, I can't even remember all of them because I don't actually use them myself anymore. I left, <laughs> left Facebook. I, my, I have profiles up there, but I don't use them, and I haven't for years. I rarely before. am on. I, I, I check every now What's and then, up? but rarely am I on. I have public accounts, but yeah. I also I, – and I use – you know, if, if I get a message or something, they'll tell me, but I don't use Instagram. I won't use Facebook. I do still have Twitter, mm -hmm. but I had stopped using it. And only recently, because I still had the app, I was like, oh, well, Elon Musk, let's see what he's up to. And I, I started using it again. 
um, which has been nice because people like Roger Stone and General Flynn are back on there. And especially Roger, mm -hmm. I know he's very happy to be there. And he's been very busy on Twitter. <laughs> I'm so, sure. <laughs> uh, that's been enjoyable for me to watch, uh, you know, uh, some of the things happening there. And, you know, God gave us some promises about, through my dad, about, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen, but, you know, he saw cures for certain things like um, a brain injury, autism, Alzheimer's. Um, Alzheimer's was one I saw from the Lord that was coming. That one I prophesied, that one I remember. And uh, things like that, uh, specifically of the brain, you know, that there would be healing mm -hmm. and there would be yes. cures found, cures for cancer and things. And um, he was seeing good things. And so I think that, uh, and it wasn't a tickle your ears kind of thing either. I hate it when people say that unnecessarily. Uh, because God has good things to say too. He doesn't just say bad things. No, no, no. He, he, he does. He's just going to scare us all the time. He's going to give you a promise to look for too, as you're on your journey. That is like a shining light that no matter where things happen or which direction I'm taking it, I know I'm still going right there. And he has to give you that promise that you have some kind of hope. And, and I, I, we do have hope. My dad saw the rise and fall of the fourth right. The fact that he saw yeah. any of it at all is a miracle. It is. That he saw it and he saw it being overcome need not be forgotten. That God has not just abandon us and lift us and mm -hmm. we are not going to implode upon ourselves and into chaos and that's not the way this is going uh whether or not um you know it how close we are to jesus coming back i i i don't know i think we're getting much closer obviously israel is a nation the euphrates is drying up the east is marching upon the west i mean we could go through the list gog and magog there's a lot going on now that is indicative of probably that's coming, but I, we, we still don't know exactly when. And I know that something my dad saw was a, a he, he didn't want to call it a revival. He felt that wasn't a good enough word. He said, you could take all the revivals of the past and put them all into one. Um, and you'll see what God is going to do. It's the manifest. He said, he called it the manifestation of the rock in the hand of a generation. Wow. That's what he said. So I, I, I know, uh, I think today, um, one thing I'd like to say before I go is, you know, God has, we're in a difficult place. We are in a place where we need to be reflective. Mm -hmm. We need to be able to recognize what we're up against. And so we need to be more understanding of the prophetic and what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, but ultimately, uh, God is moving through us in a way I think he's never done before. And if you look at how quickly technology has advanced and all these things happening around us, um, I think that we can't just sit thinking all these bad things all the time. We need to, we need to remember that he has given us promises and hope. Yeah. If we can have the faith. Faith is so important because in those hard times, you can get scared. It's normal human reaction. And God is expecting you to do that, but then pull it together. Mm -hmm. You got to pull it together. You, you have to. You have to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You got to anchor yourself in the you word. Know we're victims because everybody's attacking the Christians. I refuse to be a victim. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a victim. No. 
I'm victorious. And I we have the authority of the believer through Christ Jesus, and we are victorious. We are victorious. And let the animal throw a temper, let the devil throw a temper tantrum. Exactly. And that's you, we've seen a lot of that happen. You'll see it. Mm -hmm. You if you're if you can if you have the eye to see it, you will, you'll recognize. Uh, things will happen in the news or public publicly, and you can say, Oh, the devil's upset. The devil's mm -hmm. mad. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love making the devil mad. <laughs> that's extra fun <laughs> it, well well it is it's very satisfying you know what i mean because i mean look who my dad was though i, I, I am a little bit more bold than most <laughs> <laughs> amen to that amen but you know what we'll do because I, I know you have to go pick your, your little precious ones up from school. So we'll bring Donna back on for a part two on this. Because oh, I yeah. think there's a lot more we can get into. Maybe, I think, you know what, I, now that I think of it, I think we should maybe play the video. And I do have it up. I put it up after the, did we put Absalom? Yes, Absalom is up. It's I, it's on the Kim okay. Clement YouTube channel and it's titled Absalom. Okay. And we just you recently, in the last two weeks, we put it up. I'm looking back there because my... My assistant's sitting over there and he's telling me because I, oh, yeah. I had told him. So to you want to come back for a part two and we play the video? I think and we, we should. comment on it? Okay. And let just people just hear the whole thing. It's, it's, it's I think, well, how long? 10 minutes? Not even long. It's very powerful. And my dad was saying, I have not prophesied for this law for this to end up in one big mess. He actually said that. So he was seeing that there was a big mess coming, which is pretty remarkable too. But in on that same day, I think it was later he was preaching, but he said, I have not prophesied for all these years. Amen. Mess. <laughs> Amen. 24 minutes long. It's a little long. And that's why. Yeah, so we could definitely bring you, bring you back on and we could do that. And yeah, you, we could play it and comment on it as it's going. A preview and maybe pray over it. And then you can come back and join us again. Go and watch yes. it. You can see it on our YouTube channel. Okay. Uh, Clement YouTube, if you want to go there. And then just, uh, it's a more recent video, but it's titled Absalom. Okay. It's spelled A-B-S-A-L-O-M. So please go look at it, and then we will definitely be back on with it. And we will, we'll make a date, me and Donna, and we'll come on and we will. We'll play it, and we're, we will comment on it while it's going. But I think today... The, there's quite a few little re revelations sprung up inside of me as I was able to talk this out with you. And so I hope anybody watching, uh, I hope the same is happening for you. And if you're seeing something that you feel you want to share, please do uh, email, email me at codebreakers at houseofdestiny.org or just, you can visit our website. Um, and then of course, Amanda. <laughs> and then if we are all talking to each other and we figure it out, we will find our way together. And we and will agreement. God's with us. So I think he is with us. Yeah. Amen. And that's the most important that God is with us in this. So hold on to that right now. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much, Donna. Oh, I love seeing you, my friend. Thank I you love you. Me. I love you. Say hi to everyone. I She'll be back you. on soon. I'll talk to you soon. Love you. Okay. Okay. Okay, everyone. And that concludes our broadcast with Donna Clement, we are going to bring her back on for a part two where we actually play the entire prophecy of her father, Prophet Kim Clement uh, of Absalom. And we're going to comment on it. So we will announce that date. I will talk to Donna. Uh, we will figure out a date and we will announce it. So thank you so much for joining us uh, on this Tuesday afternoon. We love you.
uh, keep the faith, armor up according to Ephesians 6, anchor yourself in the word and take the authority of the believer that we have through Christ Jesus. We are just going to play what we always do at the end as we go. So have a wonderful uh, rest of your day. We will announce when we're coming back on. It may be by the end of the week. So just uh, stay tuned for that. We are putting up a lot more animal videos also. Uh, we are also on uh, Charisma's podcast lineup now. And let's see where I have it here so we can uh, so we can post it for you. Here we go. It's called Prophetic Perspective with Amanda Grace. Um, I believe it's on Apple as well, Spotify. It is on Charisma's podcast uh, page as well as their page. So we, uh, th we thank Mr. Steve Strang for this. We praise God for it. Prophetic Perspective with Amanda Grace now on Charisma's podcast lineup. Uh, so God bless everyone. Keep the faith. Uh, and we'll be back on soon. Have a wonderful rest of your afternoon, everyone. And stay tuned. We're going to play what we always play at the end. Hello, everyone. This is Amanda Grace. And I wanted to tell you, if you are interested in where you should invest financial matters, if precious metals, if gold and silver is something that you should invest in or should be a part of your portfolio, please go to bh-pm.com. That is bh-pm.com, Beverly Hills Precious Metals, Andrew Sorcini, who has been on Art of Grace before. He loves to answer our viewers' questions, is more than happy to guide you and to answer your questions and to help you in those financial matters. So please go to bh-pm.com today. Thank you, everyone. God bless. You want to support an amazing patriot that's doing so much for our country and be a blessing you can go to mypillow.com and use promo code ARK ARK to save up to 66% or sometimes more off of all my pillow products they are so much more than just pillows they have amazing bathrobes they have sheets they have slippers they of course have pillows and they even have dog beds and I will tell you a fun fact noble our pig at the animal sanctuary that many of you know and love has indeed slept on a my pillow dog bed so if you'd like to be a blessing go to mypillow.com and use promo code ARC God bless everyone if you are looking for an excellent doctor if you are looking to get healthier if you are looking for guidance go to Sherwood.tv forward slash Amanda Grace. Dr. Mark Sherwood and his lovely wife, Dr. Michelle, have the Functional Medical Institute in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Both myself and my husband, Chris, and let me tell you, God bless Dr. Sherwood because Chris was a top nut to crack on this. But Chris is finally on board and we are both patients of his. I have to tell you, they have helped us tremendously. They also have an amazing line of products that are excellent for your health and can help you get your health back on track. So if you would like to make an appointment with them or you want to go see uh, what they are all about, what products they have, you can go to Sherwood.tv forward slash Amanda Grace. If you would like to grow your own food with what we see going on right now in the world with not only food supplies, but what they are doing to our food, you can go to amandagracegrows.com. These are amazing hydroponic growers. In fact, we have one in our parrot room, and this is an indoor one we have where you can grow food all year round, actually. Vegetables all 
year round. And we are doing that actually for our birds and our animals at our sanctuary. They also have outdoor ones. They actually yield 30% more and grow the vegetables three times faster. So if you would like to learn more, go to amandagracegrows.com. God bless. And I have to tell you something, they work. It is an alternative to big pharma based on quantum physics, over 40 scripture verses written into these patches for everything from blood sugar, anxiety, pain, neuropathy, to immune system boost, dog pain. They are very sincere about um, having alternatives to big pharma. We are a big advocate of natural solutions to help with pain and, and, and blood sugar and a host of other issues. I yeah. tried the pain patches and yeah, I gave them I to my uh, VP of operations also, Ronnie. And she said they worked as well. She was yeah. quite shocked, actually, but she said they worked. So, and they worked when I used them. When you connect it to your body, the skin patch changes your brainwaves. Sugar, this one is neuropathy. I actually have it on. And we use this on Toby, actually, because Toby's about eight years old. And from being paralyzed years ago and the Lord miraculously healing him, he has a little leftover with his joints and his hips. So we actually give him the doggy pain patches. What was he doing? He was running? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I walked him out and wow, he's boom. And he got power. I said, no way. And I don't know. I said, Amanda, what? What did you do him? to him? <laughs> so it's good. Hello everyone, it's Amanda Grace. I'm coming to you today to talk to you about Reawaken America. I have been humbled and honored to be a part of Reawaken America since April 2021, when the first one was had at Rima Bible College in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I have to say, I have watched so many amazing moments happen for the glory of God at Reawaken America. And seeds get planted in the lives of those that are still seeking the Lord. We have seen many people uh, get set free, healed, delivered. Uh, we love to pray over people at Reawaken America. Um, I have prayed with so many uh, amazing people, which include Marty Grisham from Loudmouth Prayer, Pastor Todd Coconado, uh, who also deals in deliverance as well. And it has been uh, an honor and a privilege to pray for so many people, to be able to minister to them, for my husband Chris to be able to minister as well, and uh, for, for Clay and General Flynn to allow me to, to even speak there, to even speak and, and speak what the Lord has to say. People need the word of the Lord in this hour. That is what they need. Uh, and so, Reawaken America has been a chance for people to come and not only hear the word of the Lord um, and hear biblical teaching and be prayed for, but also to get necessary information they need because the word of God says it is the knowledge of the truth that will set you free. Um, and so it's been an incredible experience for us. We hope to see you at upcoming events uh, that are coming up this year. Uh, and we are excited to see you there. God bless everyone.
This is one of the greatest movements I've ever seen and been a part of. I literally go to President Trump's rallies. I speak